0: I'm your host Matt, aka Legion Rex, and welcome to another episode of the Gap. I'm your host. With me, I have my co-host Shane, aka the Beautiful One. How are you doing today, Shane? Shit,
1: I forgot to get water. Hold on, I'll be right back. You guys keep going.
0: (laughs) You guys go. Good, good job. Good job. With me, I also have my co-host Spencer. How are you doing today, Spencer?
2: What an unprepared piece of shit. (laughs) What a you know podcast supposed to start at eleven? It's eleven oh nine. Um, And this man just forgot water, you know? Forgot water. He had to go poke his fire. Poke his fire. Yeah, like, I, I'm actually intelligent, okay? I came prepared. I yeah,
0: prepared. I came prepared. I have everything already laid out, ready to go. Yeah,
1: you're actually intelligent, Spencer?
2: I'm drinking a delicious Mexican Coke, okay? And I, I have... I I have my microphone in front of me. I was actually lying.
1: I had water. I just wanted to see how much you guys would insult me if I went to go get some. Turns out, quite a bit. Quite Quite a bit. (laughs) In fact, quite a bit. I am feeling very attacked right now.
2: (laughs) Don't worry. Once you come over, I will show you my collection of jazz band music. I'm not joking. I, I don't know why I have, I still have all of our jazz band stuff, but in front of me. But why? <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, I was playing it. Okay, with
0: that, you know, with that, we got a wonderful show planned for y'all today. Uh, we have uh, a little bit of simulcast stuff because there's some new stuff that did premiere over the course of uh, the past week. Uh, we have, we have some news. Of course, we got our.
2: Oh, it's it's, inside.
0: Yeah, I got a featured anime of the podcast, uh, which is Fist of the North Star, which is one that I'm pretty That uh, which is was chosen by Shane himself. Uh it the means. Shonen the Shonen man. <laughs> um the Shonen man. I tried to keep in that sneeze as I was talking. I tried. Uh but No, uh,
1: that is that is commitment.
0: Yeah, I tried. I I thought I heard, I felt it coming and I was <laughs> like, I'm not letting it stop what i'm saying uh it didn't work uh but in any case let's get in right to it with simulcast discussion uh so seasons in full swing themes have just started premiering on a lot of the shows We're on their third week for our third our third episode so everything is moving right on track uh there's only two sh- – there's only two – like only pretty much two shows, big shows that started and only one of them all three of us watched. So we're going to start with the one that we all watched and I want to – then I'm going to talk about the one that I didn't – that y'all didn't watch. Let's start with Taizo Samurai.
1: What the fuck is this show?
0: <laughs> or gymna- or the Gymnastic Samurai as it's known in English. I'm just going to call it Taizo Yeah, me samurai. too. Yeah. It's the easier and it's got less syllables, and it sounds sounds cooler. cooler. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So, Taiso Samurai comes courtesy of Mappa. It's an original, and it's our and it's done by the uh, by the Zombieland Zombieland Saga people, and And it feels like something that's from the Zombieland Saga people.
1: I was gonna say you can. A hundred percent tell Right off the bat that this is the same team That did Zombieland Because I was getting major Zombieland flashbacks Yeah um, Everything from it, like it's art style To it's humor to the way it's like Structured it all feels very Zombieland-esque And that's not a bad thing Because Zombieland was really fucking good And so is yeah. this, yeah,
2: mm-hmm. this is,
0: yeah this is really good shit uh, One of my favorites of the season Definitely Yeah uh, it's really odd.
1: Extremely though. It's strange.
2: Very weird.
0: Uh, my favorite thing about it is that it, I, I love shows that are weird and just don't question how weird it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they just like it's at the start. It's like they it said in 2002. It said in the world of like Olympic gymnastics, um, and. You have a character who is trying to qualify for the gym- uh, gymnastics and he doesn't. And the there's the emotional through line of him trying to reveal to his daughter that he has to retire. And it's a strong. And that's more than enough for our first episode. But they're just. And then you. But you know, something's off when you go to his house and there's just a bird that talks.
1: What is that bird? I love wish-
0: it. His official name, by the way, is Big Bird Ara- uh, Aragaki.
2: Yes. Uh, I Big love Big Birding.
0: Bird Aragaki. Or,
2: or BB, for uh, short. They do call him BB. They'll love yes. it. Okay. And he
0: just talks, and the gimmick in the episode is that they'll tell him to shut up. And then he'll and make he'll a weird go, face and be like, <laughs> <"Ugh."> <laughs> And be like that face the rest of the scene. And then that's just that's
2: all the bird does. That's the joke. That's can, that. That's all can, the joke can is. Can I just
1: say, when I first saw the bird, I immediately thought, "Oh, Spencer's gonna get a kick out of this one." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the bird. Like
2: immediately, I, think, I was like, "This is your shit," because <laughs> it's it. The bird is like my sense of humor, where it's just like he says something and then just responds with like a look directly at the camera, like a. Huh? Like breaking the fourth wall every well, time he's on screen, and and he's just such a sassy little bird, or she—I don't know—I I, I think it's a he. Let's not assume um, the bird's gender. <laughs> I, I apologize; it could also be a they. Um, uh, but Matt is missing one major thing, and it's that he, uh, our samurai is such a good father that he takes his daughter to a Sengoku period, uh, era kind of Japanese theme park. I actually don't... I think those are real. I think those actually exist. They're real. They're real? Uh,
0: Because she she loves ninjas, which I'm assuming she's basically talking about whatever that universe's version of, like,
2: Naruto is. Naruto is, yes. Um, And so they go. They're having a grand time, you know, living through the Edo period. You know, there's, like, kids being taught how to arrest people. And then all of a sudden they... uh, uh, they approach a, what can only be described as a SeaWorld-esque ninja extravaganza, um, where it's like a, a stage play, I guess it actually is what it is. Um, and all of a sudden, a ninja just uh, backflips off a roof and then runs away after Agent Smith comes out and tries to take him away. <laughs> this is just men in black. At <laughs> that point, I was like, okay. Okay, show
1: you. You know it's gonna be a weird one when it's a character-driven sports drama, and then they just throw a ninja in there. Like we'll
2: throw a ninja
0: who's the best character in oh, the show, absolutely so far. Yeah. Because at the end, he turns out to be like a gymnastics prodigy. And, yeah, and I, I, I think I know the direction the show is going.
2: He, yeah. his name is Leo, and he is. Uh, not supposed to be in japan yeah he's on the run from the law because he's an illegal immigrant I,
0: no, it, no, like am i the like when the when the agent showed up i literally said to myself i'm like they literally have agent smith in this fucking
2: show yep uh fine. yeah it, and then two seconds later his daughter literally says agent smith agent smith
0: Which, Mm -hmm. no, no, which, no, which. Someone brought up the fact that I'm like, well, the fact that this is 2002, so it makes complete sense as to why she's referencing the Matrix because that's still in like the public consciousness at that point. When did
2: the uh, 1999? 1999. Okay, yeah. So
0: it's literally just three, and the sequels are like being filmed at the time that this is happening. So, like, it's still, like, heavy in the public consciousness at the time of this show. Uh, So it's subconsciously
1: historically accurate, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I really love this show, though. I love it. Uh, I don't know where it's going.
2: I Um, have absolutely no idea.
0: (laughs) And I'm very excited. If it's, like, Zombieland Saga, it's going to be something great Domain. it's gonna
2: be a trip so yeah. it's gonna be
0: uh but we also haven't mentioned the op yet because the op is really good
2: Uh um, might might be best of the year i can't stop, it, Matt. Mm, I stop
0: listening to it i don't know about that <laughs> it's up there for me too uh it's really good uh yes it's it, uh, it's it's the per it's it reminds me a lot of the Zombieland saga op which was also one of my best which, of year yeah um and uh, specifically I love the the energy in the op I love its direction um and the fact that it you know, and it's 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 a cover of an Orange Rain song with the three mm-hmm. lead actors singing it and it's yeah. you know, and you no know, and it's just it's just so catchy and colorful and I just um. And it's probably my – it's my favorite OP of the season in a season that's very, very good for OPs so far. Uh, so, like, I don't know. I, uh, so, but yeah, Daiso Samurai is really good.
1: By real it, real question here. Mm-hmm. Does it be Easy Breezy?
0: Easy Breezy was never my favorite OP of the year, though. So, that like, is
2: sacrilege. It, it was breezy, never my favorite. Easy Breezy – is very very good however very i think good, this cover this cover just has like it has a fucking key change dude at the end of the song there's a fucking key change
0: there is yeah and like also
2: theme- it's it it's it, okay both of them thematically fit easy breezy fits with the idea of like imagination and like like the three girls kind of how they kind of see the world and all that this works on a like kind of, like, bumping energy that is almost synonymous with, like, gymnastics being a, a rhythmic dancing almost, and... Uh... Come on, dude. The bodies spell Taiso. Like, come on. <laughs> I did notice body, that.
0: The, <laughs> the bodies do spell Taiso. Also, by the way, nothing's gonna beat the Kaguya-sama OP this year anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um... But, um... No, but yeah. So Taiso Samurai is, like, really... So, taiso Samurai fucking whips uh i also watched another show uh this uh this past uh week and that was the day i became a god um
1: oh this thing
0: yeah which is the new pa works original specifically it's the new june maida original um who is the who is best known as the uh the co-founder of key uh aka he's the guy behind clanad canon air and little busters and all of those stuff and he has been and he's done a couple of anime originals uh both he which he did angel beats and charlotte both of which i were not weren't a fan of but i am a fan of him i am a fan of june mighta and his stuff so i still so maybe against my better judgment um i still try to give him the benefit of the doubt when it comes to his anime original stuff um and I became the god had a first episode that was solid it was a solid first step it was a solid first episode and it proves to me that honestly i think he should just do like a straight comedy at some point because it's really funny uh it and it is that like this he's got to like as shane, like when shane watched clannad he could attest that like the one thing that June Maida does well. Is that his comedy is really strong?
2: Yeah,
0: um, and he's and even in Angel Beats and Charlotte, he had a strong sense of comedy. Too.
2: There is some genuinely funny moments in Angel Beats, like especially in the first half, like that the whole scene with uh, the whole episode of them trying to distract the uh, the student. Mm-hmm. Um, the no, sorry, trying to distract Angel during. um Exams and just having the character just skyrocket into the ceiling and then replaying it with sad music is it, genuinely funny. And I mean, after I started the first season of uh Clanad, uh, <laughs> humor was very on point. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, it's a yeah, yeah, the, yeah, um, I damn became like a So, so far, it's solid. I am. I'm on a thread with Bida, though. If he fucks up one last time, if he fucks up a third time, then it's three strikes are out. And, and so far, there's a couple of things that's working against the show um, in that it's the same director as Charlotte, mm. um, <laughs> which I didn't like very much. I thought Charlotte was bad, and... Uh, which is a shame because Charlotte has such a great premise and this has got a stellar premise too because listen to this because uh, the main character uh, which is uh, which is Yota Nakarami is playing basketball with his friends when what when this like purple-haired girl just appears to him and claims that she is pretty much God and claims that she's or in her words that she's Odin and okay. and that she can and then she's like omniscient; she knows everything that's going to happen. Originally, uh, and in the first episode, it becomes clear that oh shit, she actually is omniscient. Like she actually does know everything that's going to happen, and she claims the world is going to end in thirty days, and that there's like and and that and a bunch of other stuff. Um, but the gimmick is is that while she is that she, she she's that that it's clear in the first episode that she is omniscient it's left unclear on to whether or not she's actually a god because she's also an idiot and acts and mm. is like and and is like she's like i think like nine or ten years old in appearance and she acts like she's nine or ten years old um, that's
1: exactly what you want for your omnipotent being
0: <laughs> omnipotent being so so, and and like a lot of June Maida's stuff, a lot. Of, it's definitely going the route of, we're going to figure out what the fuck is going on later on. It's only 12 episodes, which is, again, June Maida needs to stop making episodes that are one core, please. Uh, but who knows? Maybe this, um, the last two times, it was because they were cut down from the originally double core. This one was apparently built from as 12 from the start. So, hopefully um hopefully that actually fixes the big problem with his shows. So if it does then we're solid and good to go um but hopefully it's good i'm, I'm giving him one last chance if it's not good then pff, I'm, I'm out i'm out because uh, he's uh, that uh, i'll stick with his uh his visual novels then um but in any case that's all that pretty much premiered the past couple days everything else is stuff that um stuff that we are continuing to just stuff that we're continuing to watch will be uh, so next week we'll be starting to talk about yeah um, uh, shows that have been continuing in new episodes of new episodes of anime
2: now let's I, move on I, I Matt I did actually start something on your request yeah us let's, let, 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 let's let Spencer talk yeah because I did start something that I really want to quickly touch on what? um I started watching Talentless Nana
0: Oh shit! You finally did because uh, I've been getting some people. I've been getting people to watch this because it's really, really good.
2: Yeah, uh, Jebated.
0: debated. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Uh, did it's... you expect the ending of that first episode?
2: No, <laughs> no, I did not. I did not expect anything. I I, I thought it was going to be like a dumb like a like a like a rags to riches type story where it's like oh nana doesn't have a talent but her talent is bringing out the talented others and then no no it's not it's really <laughs> not.
0: <laughs> oh god no it's not uh yeah so shane you need to watch talentless nana because it's really I've, good i've heard
1: things i've heard things from matt i've heard things on twitter yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's it's really good it had it's from it's like like the big thing that's selling me on it is like the was this which the first episode i really loved but i was like i just like okay i need to watch the second because i need to know if they could follow this up with like actually something like good in this tone because otherwise it's gonna drop hard second episode was even better and i'm like okay i'm sold mm-hmm. like it's like the second episode was fucking fantastic um and it reminds me it's like how do i put how do i Give this tone without giving it away. I gave. I, I told the shame that it has like happy sugar light vibes, but that's not really true. As part of the second episode, it's more. It reminds me a lot of Death Note. Yeah, um,
2: uh. like
0: legit a lot of Death Note. because um, uh, you use it because it's because it's a because it revolves a lot around because uh, it has a lot of internal monologues and. It's one of those shows that like it's got a really good structure to it. Mm -hmm. Um, The second episode has brilliant foreshadowing that you don't notice until like the very end, and then your mind explodes. Um, And it's really, really great. And if I I want every episode, like, to be kind of like this, uh, to be kind of like this weird, almost like. Um, the, like, it's, it's almost like a mystery show in a way, actually.
2: Oh, wait, wait. I got it. I got what? it. Hey, Shane. hmm Remember the first episode of Babylon? Oh.
0: Yeah, like there we go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like that. Not as drastic as the first episode of Babylon, but something just as fucking out of nowhere and just, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, And then you rewatch the episode and you're like, wait a minute, they were hinting at it the whole time. So then it's like, well, damn, I'm an idiot. I sure saw this coming. Um, But it's really good. But yeah, really good. Talentless Nana fucking whips.
2: Talentless Nana, very, very good. Uh, <laughs> Hype Mike continues to be weird. Continu- <laughs> yep. Continues to be so weird. However, uh, this episode, we actually got our first look at somebody else using the hypnosis microphone and the effects effects that it has on the on the mental and physical body so it's like oh okay so not everybody can really use these properly No, but
1: like the, the no. The whole point was that he had like twelve illegal mics yeah. on his person, and using one amplifies all of them. So mm. he's like, "It'll fuck you up psychologically. You'll fucking die." And that that's no joke. Word <laughs> for word. The word subtitles. for word.
2: He had a a suicide vest of illegal microphones, and he and rapped. Whole, I was.
1: <laughs> I died a little inside when the cop showed up behind him, and he turned around and pointed the mic at them like a gun. I was like, oh, God.
0: Fucking, fucking, that rap that he, that, uh, that, uh, the lead Buster Bros sings, uh, when that's he's a good just talking though. Know, that's, like, that oh. one, was like, yo. The
2: the first one? Yeah? Yes. So that good. is from their, that is actually from their first album. That's their single. That's, um... Ichu is uh, that's his solo song. It's so good. Uh, the, their second song, "We Run This City," um, isn't actually uh, that 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 is an original song. So it yeah. seems like they're doing one song from an album and one song that's original per episode. Uh, but yeah, it's still insane. It's still bonkers. And I don't know if did did either of you watch the second episode of Akudama Drive yet? Not yet. I have not. not okay. Yet. I'm not gonna say anything but I will say that this fully shows off how and Rampa inspired it is because every time there's a scene change you get this stylish little like little like logo at, at the bottom that gives you the, the scene and the the actual like environment cut feel it, it drops from the ceiling. And like it's made out of paper, like the Danganronpa Rampa games, and it looks so cool. But uh, this
0: is Danganronpa and Rampa in, in Cyberpunk.
2: All of these characters, if, if I was blindfolded, if I didn't know that Akutama Drive existed, and you showed me these characters, I would say Dong and Rampa because they are Dong and Rampa characters. <laughs> I,
1: I saw, I've only seen one thing from the second episode, it was from a Saku account that I follow. I don't know who it was, but I saw a sick ass drop kick. That's all oh. I saw.
0: It was yes. probably Brawler because every time to- everything with him is.
2: Um. Bad, so I don't think it was Brawler actually because it was, they it was st- someone drop kicking Courier through a wall. That's yeah. All I okay. Yes. Yeah. So so I'm not going to spoil who those people are, but think of them as like the super cops that take down <laughs> Akudamas. The, that's, the super, super cop. cop. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. 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 Judge Dread. Oh, I am okay. about the law. I, I, uh, am a, I am the law. Aside from that, uh, everything is still good. I, I'm going to be honest. I, after listening to the Akudama Drive OP, not a big fan of it. Uh oh. It's stylish.
0: Well, it, it can't do everything, you know.
2: It's it's really stylish, and it it it. it but the song is kind of grating. It's um, probably
0: one of those cases where, like, they had to give it a song that was like edgy.
2: Yeah. So instead of just like, y- just just give it the Dongan Rampa theme. I, I don't even get keep in Dongan Rampa. Just keep in the word, but just give it the Dongan Rampa theme. <laughs> I'd be happy. But uh, aside for that, nothing else. Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, so in any case, uh, I I uh, I think that's all we need to, uh, unless Shane has anything he wants. No, to I got about. nothing. All right, then in that case, let's move on to Simon Pubs. if There's this uh, Simon Pubs, which it's the same versus last couple weeks, uh, which is my hero still really good. Yeah. There's <laughs> uh, not uh, the thing about that is that we that we don't really have anything to talk about.
2: Other is a than- new chapter out?
0: Uh, the new chapter's not out. The scans are. Okay. Um, and I new chapter's read... chapter's out today. It is? Okay. Oh, shit. Uh, okay, Shane, have you read it yet?
1: No, they don't come out until noon.
0: Alright. So. Uh, but they are out today. Alright, because I read the scans. Uh, like, not the whole thing, just a little bit of it. And a character is back that uh, some people have been clamoring for to be back. Um... So
1: oh, t- no. t-
0: take your it uh take your guess onto who it is, and uh, and you can go from there.
2: Oh, uh, is it uh, Shinzo?
0: No. It's not Shinzo, uh, come on. Uh, it's not Shinzo, what? I don't know. People want it's it. It's a character we thought died. It's it fucking oh, okay. hawks? No no, it's a character we thought died. Best actually, genus. So,
1: Oh, don't. Don't even start with <laughs> don't even Don't <laughs> even
0: start. Uh, but, uh, fucking...
2: I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: um, it was... It, it's, uh... It, um... Uh, but I think the thing I'm most looking forward to right now is the fact that we might be finally getting an Udaraka toga fight. That seems to be the direction that it's going right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: based on the end of the last chapter, it definitely seems like that.
0: And I am very, very excited. Uh, which, someone brought up the good point... Of the fact that what this arc seems to be doing is the shigaraki fight seems to be pretty much over at this point um Mm -hmm. at the very least wrapping up is that what they might be doing is that a lot of these fights are actually like round one of like the heroes versus the respective like arch nemesis villains Mm -hmm. Yeah, so with de- Deku with Shigaraki with to- with Araka's toga and then with, with which, which and and Dobby's getting a lot of focus and now Dobby's going after Shoto. Uh, so I want to see Shoto over. I want to <laughs> see Todoroki versus Dobby. Just
1: and just say it already. Just, just, that just that come Dobby's on.
0: Todoroki just say it. Like
1: just get it over with. Just rip the band-aid off it at this we point. Know yeah, we,
0: ever- we know he's yeah because we ever we know he's one like and even though the the story hasn't made it clear that it, he is one, but it's so so it's so obvious,
2: painfully obvious, it's very very obvious
0: that he's a Todoroki. And I just want, I just want Horikoshi to just rip the Band-Aid off. You know what would be funny, by the way, is if Todor, if they if he finally reveals who it is, and it's I would be more surprised if it isn't a Todor, if he isn't a Todoroki. Uh,
2: if as, his name was just Jackson. Rocky. Jack- Jackson Pollock that's Jackson- it Paul- like, like, famed, like, famed artist Jackson Pollock burned himself on his paint and then became a <laughs> a fireman the me- fire me- me- yeah,
0: <laughs> became a fireman perfect um I, I, like I'd be more shocked if he wasn't a tota at this point because uh, he obviously is there's no vi- why else would his name be blacked out is my question. Uh, If he was, if his name wasn't a big fucking spoiler, Uh, unless he's like Satan or something. Um, uh, But in any case, I'm very excited to see where this goes. Got a new chapter out today. Uh, So definitely, definitely going to be. I think One Piece comes back today.
1: One Piece does. Yes. Finally,
0: finally, after two, it had a week off um, just naturally. But then Oda also got sick. Yes. Yes. Oda got sick, so he took a deep week off. And then the week last week was his break week, like he usually has. So he had two weeks off. So now I'm happy One Piece is back because One Piece is One Piece. Is One Piece.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So in any case, I think we're pretty much done talking about Simul stuff. So let's move on to our... Let's move on to our... Uh, uh, pieces of news. We have two pieces of news, both of which involve movies. Uh, so this didn't take too long first of all let's talk about demon slayer um so demon slayer came out in japan um demon slayer uh, yeah so demon slayer came out um and i will be back in one second because i'm getting yelled at so
1: all right spencer
2: it's time for time for sponsors oh shit i've done this a while uh one second let me just uh oh god oh i gotta get my sponsor book out Alright, who who do we got on the docket today? Uh let's see our sponsor today is I uh, can't use them. I'm banned from that place. Oh, wait, wait, what what? Uh Okay, got it. <clears throat> Are you ready? oh right, hi, I'm ready. So our sponsor today is brought to you by the lovely people at AFK Arena. Now, AFK Arena is a unique take on the RPG mobile game app. You see, a- AFK Arena, now brought to you by Markiplier and his dog Chica, <laughs> a- allows you to play through a vast and beautiful RPG story. However, there's a twist. Oh, You can go AFK and the game will automatically play itself... Simply, effectively, powerfully. What your creatures and heroes will level up by themselves, I don't gain know what's experience, going on. skills, and everything. Um, and once you come back, all that experience and skills automatically added to your character. I don't know what's going on anymore. Now, you might be asking, AFK Arena. What? I am what I'm is? Back. What does that stand for? Yeah, what does it stand for, Spencer? Tell. Me? afk arena a awesome f fucking k cool awesome fucking cool arena that's right you know if they spell cool with a k that they're they're, they're, being, cool. serious. Yeah, so they're being serious so yeah. if you if if you log in with the promo code gap pag 3 that is GAPEG3. G A P P A G 3. AFK Arena. Go fuck yourself, Red Shadow Legends. <laughs> that's their tagline. That's not, that's not, that's oh not Spencer.
1: My. That's their tagline. That's our official tagline. Thank you for today's lovely sponsor, uh, AFK Ar- Arena. So, anyway, Matt, what's going on with the news?
0: Yeah, so. Demon Slayer. I am, so demon Slayer came out in Japan.
1: I am um, absolutely naming the pod, the the episode Gap Three. Gap Peg Three.
0: It's um, <laughs> a so demon. Yeah, so Demon Slayer came out in Japan uh, today. Actually, the day mm-hmm. we're recording this. It. it's out. Um, and of course, with the news that it came out in Japan, we need to know when's it coming to North America. Yeah,
1: when 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 do I get my Mugen Train arc? <laughs>
0: Well, Shane, you get your Mugen Train art arc very soon, so let's read on. Uh, Funimation in any place of America announced at the New York Comic Con Metaverse panel for the Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba series on Friday they will stream the Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba the movie. Mugen Train film in theaters in North America in early 2021. The film is a sequel to the Demon Slayer Commission no Yabba television series. The film opened in Japan on October 16th. The anime will be be screening in all 38 IMAX theaters in Japan on the same day. It will be the first Japanese film opening this year to screen in IMAX theaters. I wonder why that is. Mm. Um, uh, Theater Girls will receive a Rengoku Volume Zero manga volume, which is limited to 4.5 4.5 million copies uh original manga creator kohariu gotoge drew the manga which shows goku's first ever mission as a demon slayer uh, the main staff members from the fever Television anime and have returning for the sequel film toho and Amy are handling the film's distribution in japan uh so this so early 2021 no release date obviously yeah reasons that are very clear to those who have not who have lived through 2020. Yeah, yeah,
1: remember 2020. It's not even over yet. <laughs> it's
0: not even over yet. Um so the question is, will this actually be out in time for 2021 is the question. Will this be out in time? Um uh theaters theaters are open technically, but nothing's coming out. Yeah, nothing's uh, coming
1: out of the theaters because you know
0: the come pandemic. Because <laughs> the pandemic and the and the one film that tried to um tenant didn't do very well um uh so we have a case of like well so so do y'all think that demon slayer is going to make that early 2021 release date in over here at least
1: i have no earthly idea because It, it literally could change on a dime they could be like well Say like January or February rolls around and things are still the way they are and people don't want to take any risks and things are still limited. They might just say fuck it and put it on streaming. Honestly, I feel like that could be a direction that they go because that's the direction everyone seems to be going.
0: And At least over here, because in Japan things are a little better over there right now. Yeah. So,
1: like, mm. like imagine over here things are the things come January or February are still the same and they can't release it in theaters imagine them putting that on Funimation as like a big theatrical air quotes event with, on with like Funimation servers, now
0: with their servers it's going to break the site it is going to crash immediately <laughs> um, the question is though is that they also need to dub it too uh, if they do this because mm-hmm. that's probably why they're waiting a bit to- right so they gotta dub it um which that isn't an issue but the thing is is that like the thing is is that like there's two options here if it doesn't make the release they have to put it on streaming or they keep delaying it um and if
1: they keep delaying it that might not spell well for them <laughs>
0: yeah because, because then they, people will start to pirate it because it's like well it's out in japan it's been out
1: in japan for like three months
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's yeah. probably fan subs of it there's
0: yeah, albeit I'll, I'll shitty fan sales so with like fucking cam rips. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's a case of like. It's like I think it's probably going to make the release date. To be honest, I don't. I think it's probably going to because films like te- because they're still technically films are technically coming out, just nothing big. Uh, I think I think it will probably make the release date. I think it will probably be out theatrically, whether or not will actually see, I will see it theatrically, will all be dependent on whether or not the situation has cleared up by that
1: time. Will, will, will I be willing to risk my life and the lives of my family to go see Demon Slayer in theaters? No, of course not. <laughs> no. no,
0: Yeah, no. Um, uh, uh, so it'll all depend on how much it will, like, how... Like, how, like, if, it, if it's cleared up by that time. I'm going to hopefully assume that by early 2021, things have calmed down a bit. Um,
1: we'll see. Uh, but then
0: again, I said that earlier in the year, and this still keeps going. Yeah, so, it like, just
1: keeps I'm, I'm going, and nothing's changed. So,
0: yeah, nothing's oh, changed.
1: No, the things have, changed. like, things the- have changed, and then they regressed. And now we're back to almost square one. <sighs> so and it's a,
0: yeah it's a case of late like, so like we just so like who knows at this point but it's coming out and i'm hope and i I, I, just, I just want i just want to see this uh i literally i it.
1: literally don't care how i see it i just want to
0: see it yeah mm-hmm. same um speaking of ones i want to see let's talk about ava because ava just dropped mm. a massive bombshell over the week oh yesterday. overnight yeah literally overnight Um, so let's read on. Studio Carver unveiled the third teaser trailer for Evangelion 3.1 plus 1.0, uh, Thrice Upon a Time, Studio Carver's new Evangelion film on Friday. The teaser debuted before the Friday opening of the Demon Slayer film, um, and revealed that the film is now scheduled for January 23rd, 2021. Uh, the film was delayed due to concerns over the new coronavirus, uh, disease, and it spread inside and outside of Japan. The film was originally scheduled to open in Japan, on june 27th uh uh studio car debuted the first 10 minutes and 40 seconds of the film in july 2020 uh, 2019 okay so who here watched the teaser
1: i did uh, i did
0: you, you did not change
1: i did not because you know i haven't seen any of the rebuild shit so
0: uh well to be fair even if you have seen the rebuild stuff I don't even know if that would change anything because I don't know what's going on when
2: this I teaser. don't know what's going on. I mean <laughs> I don't, don't get me wrong, I saw Best Girl and I was happy. Um,
0: uh, you got yeah, – uh, what I saw was uh, new plug suits that look dope as fuck because they're like, yep. on. Yep. Um, um, I saw some amazing shots uh, and great animation and it looks fantastic. Oh, I am very, I am so excited. I'm so excited for this to finally come out. Apparently, it was there was an interview with Ono a couple of about like a couple days, like about a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, that said, that apparently the climax of this movie, the final act of the movie, is like 42 minutes long.
2: Whoa! Cool. Um, right.
0: Which, if we know basic abstract and how Ava and anime film structure themselves. This movie's about to be disappearance of Hadhee Suzami at length. It's like three hours long, apparently. Which if anyone has seen 3.0 actually makes a lot of sense because there's shit that needs to be explained. <laughs> so Listen.
2: Listen here, you fucks. I I well oh, I one, I should actually really go and rewatch all the Re-rebuild films, because I own them all now. Um, But, motherfuckers, 3.0 needs some explanation. And Shane, you'll understand when you watch them. Because, what a fucking movie. (laughs) I have no earthly idea how they are going to explain some of the shit that happened in Uh,
0: 3.0. Fucking, if they even do. Because you yeah. know how Ava works. Um
2: they might it might just be like, eh, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um I'm very excited to see how this goes. Um I, I it looks it looks great. My favorite thing about the trailer for the trailers for Thrice Upon a Time is my favorite thing about it is that even though he's the main character, we've seen very little of what Shinji's role in this is. We do, I don't know what he's doing in this film, which I very much appreciate because the last film left him in, like, a state of flux. Okay, so, for, Shane, for some clarification, uh, the end of 3.0, he's left in the same way as he was at the end of episode 24 of the original series.
1: Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, I so...
0: See. Uh, so... Um. So... So... My guess, so like, it's probably his role is probably going to be similar to what happened in, uh, in, in uh, End of Eva. The other question I have is, who, it, other question I have is, does Funimation still have the license to this? Um, assume I'm going so. to. I'm going to assume he does. I'm going to assume they do. Yes,
1: I'm assume go. Mr. Funimation still has the rights to this.
0: <laughs> I assume the, uh, uh, the founder fun. of Funimation, Mr. Funimation, uh, uh, still uh, has the rights pl- to
1: this. Please, call me Fun. Mr. Funimation is my dad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Shut up. Uh, uh, it's, um, a- <laughs> <laughs>
2: i am shaking my head
0: (laughs) fuck um but uh but fun i'm i'm sure they still do um because no because now question because the question is like people are wondering if they don't or not because like do they because like because like which which cast will they be using which Dove cast will they be using? The new Netflix cast or will they be using the Funimation Rebuild cast? I, I'm hoping for consistency's sakes they use the rebuild cast. I would
1: I would assume so. Like I don't I I don't see why they would
2: use the Netflix cast. I don't know why they use the Netflix cast in the beginning. <laughs>
0: Fucking, uh, can, The reason why I'm pretty sure is because Funimation and Kara didn't get along when they were dubbing 3.0. Did I ever tell a display and talk to you guys about what happened with the dub for 3.0? I
2: feel like you have, but uh, I, do uh, I it don't. Anyway. Uh, it's been a long time since we talked okay, about so
0: this. So, 3.0, which, by the way, 3.0 came out eight years ago. Um, think about that. Uh, but 3.0 came out eight years ago in 2012. Um, and funimation uh, took a little bit to dub it uh, for a multitude uh, for a multitude of reasons uh, but originally the game but originally uh, came out it, but they the it was originally released and uh, like had a theatrical screening in January of 2014 so about like a round the, the, uh, a year and a bit after the original, this was before Funimation did simul dubbing, so that was around like the right amount of time that it would take for a film to come out over here. Um, the dub came out, and then and then what happened is the the release of the Blu-ray was mysteriously delayed, and we heard nothing for like over two years. Uh, so it turns out that the original dub because uh, it, 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 because I because I watched that original dub in theatrically when it first came out, and then when it came out on Blu Ray in 2016, like two years later, I rewatched the dub, and it was completely different. The reason why was because Studio Kara saw the original dub that they put out for 3.0, fucking hated it. Um, thought it was disrespectful, um, and and assumed that they were making a mockery of their series. So they, what they did was the was they sent a guy over, and pretty much Kara directed the dub themselves and forced Funimation to re-dub everything line for line, more like the original Japanese. Which is why. Spencer Funam 3.0's dub feels a little stilted, um, because yeah. it, everything is super Japanese accurate. So, so, a lot of these sound words sound really fucking weird. Um, uh, uh, really fucking weird. Um, it's it's and that's and and that's also why in the Netflix dub certain things are changed because Kara is just now really really because they 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 think that. Any small changes in the English language is an insult to Ava for some reason, which is super overprotective. and super yeah. dumb.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I do not
0: agree with that personally. Yeah, it's a it's a case it's it's a case of Kara has a lot of money and they're able to throw it around, because um, Ava makes a lot of money. Like um, uh, the like three point. Of, the gives the perspective. Three point, like most anime films, like do like they do like even in japan the niche business ava makes like fucking disney levels of money in japan like that shit like 3.0 did bonkers good uh like it did uh, so like it's it did like ghibli levels of like money so it's a case of like the car's got money to throw around for ava which is probably why they're able to get away with this um I ha- and I, they're going to do the same thing with for, with this one. I know they're going to do it. I just hope they keep Funimation because I just want to hear Spike Spencer, Tiffany Grant, and Allison Keith one last time before the Netflix cast inevitably redubs the rebuilds at whatever point. So um, in any case, uh, three point, uh, but in any case, twice spawn Times Time coming out. I'm really excited. And hopefully it comes out in, in, over here very quickly because I don't want to wait like two years again
2: for I I just Ava. I literally at this point I just want to hear Spike Spencer again that's all I just uh, Tiffany Grant um, I just want to hear one more time just mm-hmm. for old time's sake because as much as actually I, I, I do I don't hate the Netflix dub I it's I think it's a well-made dub all things considered. Mm-hmm. But there's something very very special about the original Funimation dub. Um about the the rebuilt dub. Like th- it's just it's something that honestly I think Matt you'll agree with with me is that there's really no words to properly explain it. There's just something special about the life that they gave these characters.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. Like the rebuilt dove is fantastic, and I just need, and I I just want to hear Spike Spencer one last time. Uh, Mm -hmm. like that's the because this is supposed to be, this is going to be Arnold's first This is his final, um, this is his final film that he's doing for Ava. This is the last Ava thing he's doing. So after this, he's done. And I and I just want, I just want more. I just want. Like the like a last hurrah for a lot of these people, uh, and you know, you know, especially like everything in the trailers looks fantastic too. Uh, um, and I and I'm very and I'm really excited to see like how it go, like just where where this takes us and where and like how the how they end this ridiculous bonkers series. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so let's move on to our featured anime
2: <laughs>
0: of the podcast, which is. Which is picked by Shane um, for our Classics month. We're still in the month of Classics, so it's a show from nineteen ninety from nineteen eighty four, um, and it is generally regarded as the grandfather of everything Shonen, and that is the is and that is the Shonen classic Fist of the North Star. Specifically, its first part, which is twenty two episodes, directed by uh, Toshiyoshi Ishida. And written by Toshiki Inoue, So Toei animation, and, it, and this part originally aired mm-hmm. from October 11th, 1984 to March 21st, 1985. And it's currently licensed by Discotech Media, and you can go watch it in the link down below on Crunchyroll. Um, in only sub, mm-hmm. uh, there is a dub that was released originally like l- early nineties, uh, like late nineties, late to early two thousands. Um. Uh, from Manga Entertainment, but it only dubbed up to episode thirty-nine uh, for whatever reason. Uh, so, not much of it is dubbed, and I've listened to it, and it's not that great of a
2: dub. So, mm, it's a very early eighties anime dub.
0: They, yeah, it's not spectacular. Uh, so, uh, de- so, uh, so, but in any case, it's out of the sub of anyone who wants to watch it, *Fist of the North Star* takes place in a post-apocalyptic society in future, where sometime in like in this universe, sometime in the '90s, uh, there was a nuclear war and everything went to shit. Uh, and so, the, so money has no more. Civilization is pretty much gone to shit, and there's like no more sense of order. Everything is a wasteland. Everything's like a desert, and people literally fight for food and water. As like currency and as like the reason to survive, we follow. No, we follow Kenshiro, who is a wanderer, wandering martial artist who goes from place to place in search for his lover Yuria, who was taken from him by Shin. Uh, Shin is the master of the Nanto Shinken, uh, a martial arts style that uses their that you that uses the points in one's body to kill them immediately thankfully kenshiro is also a martial arts master that's of the fist of the north star the okuto shinken where he pretty much where he uses the hidden power points in one's body to literally blow people off
2: <laughs> <laughs> explosion
0: no and and and, and so follows kenshiro along with uh, uh, no, along with uh, two of his companions with his bat and lin as they go on a and as they go on a quest to search for Yuria and Shin so he can take him down once and for all. Fish of the North Story is one of the most influential and important anime ever made. Uh, you no know, it pretty much created a genre uh, and it has influenced not just Shonen anime, but just anime in general, from its pacing to its direction, to the way it was made and written both in manga and anime format uh so when we talk about fists of the north star it's impossible to not talk about it in the context of just this invented it uh this like the shonen format we see nowadays in every shonen this is it this is where it came from and you know so shane you're the one who picked this so let's start with you what did you think of Fist of the north star because this is your first time watching it I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Yo, this shit fucking whips. <laughs> <laughs> this shit's awesome. Like this shit rules. Okay. Like,
2: I fucking. I knew, I knew that you were gonna love it, but I always have a worry that you're gonna be turned off because of his age. No, like he watches Dragon Ball.
1: If it's yeah, sure. if it's well made, I don't care how old it is. Like Lupin was. Th- what 13 years older than this and that shit was amazing so (laughs) as long as it's well made i don't care how old it is because this is what almost 40 years old now and this shit fucking dope
0: yeah this is dope
1: this is and i i think you guys will agree there is no better way to describe this than shonen in its purest form
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like you love
1: shonen, you're gonna
0: love this.
1: Like most everything, stars. if you love shonen, down to its tropes, its conventions, its pacing, its structure, then you need to watch this because this pretty much created everything you've ever loved, <laughs> and it it does it with such ease. Like it doesn't feel like it's trying to be good; it just is, and. From its style to its characters to the -the over-the-top fights and techniques to the fact that this show might be the most violent thing I've ever seen in my goddamn life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is a shonen chain. Like this aired for children. It
1: this aired for children probably in like an early morning slot. Um, But yeah, this shit is like you could put this on a pedestal of shonen, and I wouldn't blame you because this is just. Masterful.
0: Uh, so yeah, Spencer. What did you? You actually watched it. So of yes. did this. So what did? So you? You so v watching Fist of the North Star. What did you think of it?
2: Uh, oh man. Yeah. Uh. So like, it really, above anything else, just completely t- uh showed me. Uh, yeah, this is just Mad Max, this is Japanese Mad Max. Uh, the the Mad Max inspiration it wears heavily on its sleeve, same as with uh, its inspiration from like old kind of Chinese action films with like Bruce Lee and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. It wears it on its sleeve wholeheartedly, but it doesn't try to be something that it's not. And we all. All three of us here. We all like JoJo. We're yeah. all fans of JoJo. Now, do you understand when people say that part one is just Fist of the North Star?
0: It really is. Um, albeit, I think that part one of JoJo, I still think part one of JoJo is different enough from this. So.
2: Oh, it it is, but you can definitely see where Araki started.
0: Well, because Jonathan is basically Kenshiro. Yeah. You um, know, and like. It's a case of like you couldn't, you can't escape Fist of the North Star in, in the in the eighties because this shit was everywhere in Japan. What, it bro, what, bro? that did extremely well. Um, so like it, it was like an uh, like a huge thing for a while. Uh, I had never seen Fist of the North Star prior to this. I had, the, My only experiences with Fist of the North Star was like the memes the live action film from the 90s which is awful and the and one episode of Fist of the Blue Sky um, which I didn't let me, care
1: Let me just say this watching this
2: in retrospect Blue Sky sucks Why do you think I does. refuse to watch more than one episode I was like, this is not Fist of the North Star. <laughs> this isn't fair, even close.
0: To be fair, I don't uh, If to be fair, I've seen a bit of the blue sky manga, and it's a lot better. So I don't know. Maybe it was just a bad adaptation. that day
1: It probably was just a bad adaptation. I mean, did you see did you look at it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh yeah. But like but like it's my only experience with this. So I don't so I didn't know much about Fist of the North Star. So I watched it and twenty two episodes later, Fist of the North Star is the purest example of just hot-blooded shonen because every episode is badass this is a badass show um, depth we don't do that here no
1: um,
0: this uh, i love i i love watching this this was a blast um, it's a ton of fun it's so gory and i love it's... i love i love it
1: it's, it's so, so violent
0: boring. like it's so violent it's <laughs> so violent it's so gory um and it's 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 a case of like it, it's a case of, i love old school shonen like this that are just beyond like so gory and it's and it's you know it's brutal and but it also has like Like a great lead, and it got like a bunch of other great stuff about it. There's a couple of issues I have with it, less and and, uh, but like it's it's a case of like I don't bother me too much because it's a it, it, it created a genre and a lot and any issues that the genre had came from this show, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, and it's one of those things where like. Yeah, where like I can actually point to a lot of things in this show that this show actually does better than some other the show number. we'll get into that um, uh, but let's move on to our favorite episodes from this block Shane what was your favorite episode from this block of Fist of the North Star because we only talked ca- we're only talking about the first part of the show mm-hmm. uh,
1: did anyone else have the finale as the fun- the best episode mine's
0: the, yeah mine's the finale as mm-hmm. well uh, I don't know if Spencer does it's not,
2: but that's okay. also because I've seen the whole thing. So,
0: all right. Uh, my favorite of this block is the finale, which is conclusion yeah. of chapter one. Julia forever, as well as Shin.
1: Julia. Um, Who the hell's Julia?
0: Uh, Julia, technically Julia, uh, like it'll, technically, it, technically, Yuria is Julia in the English in the mm. in both the ch- translate j- translation for the manga and the dub. Uh so but it's Yuria and the Yuria. Sun. Yuria. Yes. <laughs> they can't pronounce Julia correctly cuz they're Japanese. Um It's it's cute. Um but no, this episode's really good. Mm-hmm. Um it's really good. Um my because, because this shows the climactic fight between Kenjiro and Shin, which is something that had been building up over the course of 22 episodes. Um and it's a great-ass fight. I think that's what really sells it, is that the fight yeah. itself is really great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and what I love about it is that like it wraps everything up, but in ways that you wouldn't expect. Like what they did with yudia I didn't expect. Yeah, I, I,
1: I was going to say that's like a, a nice subversion of your expectations.
0: Because mm-hmm. uh, spoiler cause for... Her, for 40, almost 40-year-old 40 show, uh, Yuria kills herself. Mm-hmm. And that was something I didn't see coming. Because uh, it's like, oh, okay. So now, Kenshiro is big mad uh, at Shin. And Shin is a bastard.
1: Shin. An absolute bastard. Shin is a, uh, as uh, we like to call him uh, down here in Canada, a fuckwad. <laughs>
0: Oh, fuck what?
2: Oh, See, yeah. shit, which is funny because Shin is actually one of my favorite characters of the entire show. Oh, no, oh, he's, he's great. A he's a phenomenal bu- villain. He's a phenom- he's up there for me with like those like villains that you just hate because they have no redeeming qualities except for he's kind of like a dandy man. It's like it, it's weird because Shin's not my favorite
1: character, but he is one of my favorite characters because not only is he a phenomenal villain, but you can tell throughout the course of the show that he actually genuinely cares about Yuria and he just yeah. wants to make her happy, but he's do going about it in all the wrong ways. Like he's just mm-hmm. misguided and that I think is a key element to what makes a villain really interesting because they think they're doing the right thing they think they're going about things the right way but they're not
0: yeah um what gets me about uh, uh uh shin um particularly we'll get into more of him later but like uh he reminds me of like it like he i i love him for the same reason i love dio
1: yep i was just gonna say because
0: uh, Dio is an absolute fuckwad and a bastard, but I love Dio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Dio's a blast. And Shin's the same way. Whenever Shin's on screen, he's an asshole and I hate him, but he's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's so much fun. Because uh, my there's two kinds of villains I love. Either have a really complicated, interesting, three-dimensional villain, or just go ham and have the worst motherfucker on the just planet. Just
1: make him an absolute
0: ass <laughs> i make him an ass because you make him an absolute ass at least you can have fun with it mm-hmm. and that's what they do with shin shin's just the blast to have around he's a great antagonist he has a great design mm-hmm. um uh and that final fight between him and kenshiro in that final episode wraps everything I... up great and like the end like the actual end of the story with him like with kenshiro burying shin mm-hmm. is just a great final moment i love
1: uh, arc. i i love that fight with uh, Ken versus Shin, because it's... First off, the fight itself is great. Just watching Ken beat the piss out of this guy (laughs) is just so cathartic. But it's also a callback to episode five, the flashback episode, where you see what happened between Ken and Shin, and where back then it was one-sided. Shin destroys Ken. Now all these uh, all this time later we get to the final episode of the season we finally get to this climactic showdown and the tables have completely turned and it's Ken who's the one that's just decimating Shin and Yeah mm-hmm. I I love the consistency in that storytelling. I I love the the callback and I love how it shows just the progress that Kenshiro has made on this journey. Uh-huh. And also in the first episode, when he's just like walking through Shin's castle, just decimating dudes without even making a sound. It's just badass.
0: Yeah, it's badassy shit. Like just a great episode. Spencer, what's your favorite episode of the first oh,
2: part? I think that everything to, in, in this section is amazing. However, whenever I rewatch it, and I get to episode sixteen, in which just there's just Beyblades, they just turn into Beyblades. Just Beyblades. <laughs> um I I I realize truly in my heart of hearts how stupidly amazing this show is.
0: Oh, is that the one with the rival games? Uh where like because episode sixteen is the one with the rival games. if you're talking about the Beyblade ones, is 12? that's twelve?
2: What? Is that twelve or thirteen?
0: For what? For you, the Beyblades? Yeah, thirteen.
1: Uh, yeah, thirteen is the one with the giant.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Okay, uh, that's um, a good one. Actually, I like that. That's one. a good one. They bleed together, but yeah, no, the one with the Beyblades. That's um, episode fifteen. Fifteen. Ah, that's, uh, I was, I was that's one the off. one
0: with the what?
2: I said, ah, oh, was one off.
0: Yeah, because uh, he turned into a Beyblade when he's fighting the uh, the mind controlled zombie people. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is episode Uh, fifteen? Yeah, yeah. Which is also filler, technically. Um, Was not in the original source material. Uh, Still a
1: good episode, though.
0: Yeah, still it's 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 a ton of fun uh, because it's really dumb, Um, but it's also a ton. It's also a blast,
2: kind of amazing in in its own weird way, where you're just like, oh, so this is what we're gonna do for about twenty minutes. (laughs) Yep. Um, Okay. Sounds good. good.
0: Yeah. so yeah, uh, the the this, 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 this show is pretty. The show has a ton totally of great episodes. Let's talk about favorite characters because there's only one choice to me. There's only one choice here. It's the it's
1: uh, the it's the successor the, of the Divine Fist of the uh, North Star. It's Kenjiro.
0: Yeah, who, yeah, it's Kenshiro. Spencer, do you have Kenshiro? Okay. <laughs> he doesn't have Kenshiro.
2: No, no, no. I have to think about this, because I obviously have all the knowledge. Um, for this section, I will say Kenshiro. Okay? For the entire show, it's Bat. Yeah. Oh, I love Bat. We'll get into
0: Bat. Um, but, um... But, Kenshiro, okay, so Kenshiro... Kenshiro is a man's man. Oh, um, he is
2: the most... <laughs> Listen, if we had the term toxic masculinity in the 80s that was like popularized (laughs) Uh it would just be like a picture of Kenjiro Uh, because uh, no but he's like a man he's a man's man he is he is a larger than life magic man that can not only blow people up but also has a magical shirt
0: (laughs) that reappears and disappears Every time, or are we he, talking about?
1: Are we talking about the shirt? Yeah, yeah.
0: That, and that every time he'll rip it, and then and then like, but it will magically reappear. After literally,
1: literally, the next scene has <laughs> reincarnated.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> reincarnated. amazing. It's amazing. Uh, he every time he breaks his shirt. Um, I love Kenshiro though, and I love Kenshiro for a lot of reasons. Um, one, he's a badass, uh, but also because he's actually like. My favorite thing about Kenshiro is that what sets, up, sets him apart from a lot of shonen protagonists, even nowadays, actually, is that Kenshiro is just a—he's just a nice dude.
1: Mm-hmm. He's
0: just a cool guy. He's just a good guy, and like, like he's like, like, like no, like, and the fact that like, it, it like Kenshiro. Is that he's like he's a man's man because he's a badass, but he's also like no matter what the no matter what the situation is, Kenshiro is always going to do the heroic thing no matter what mm-hmm. every single time. Um, he
1: never wavers in his resolve. He always knows what's right and what's wrong, and he <laughs> sticks to his morals.
0: He- yeah, and I love that about him a lot. I think that's what makes him a great character and a great protagonist. Um, no, because he's kinda, and, and 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 he's also interesting because he has the history with Shin, so he has a direct connection to the villain,
1: and he has and, a love interest, which I wasn't expecting this to be kind of like a romance, but it kind of is.
0: Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Um, and he has a and he's got and it like he has his heart on. He's like he loves Yuria. He loves Yuria, and then yes. He loses Yuria, and, like, you, like, he's haunted constantly by the loss of Yuria, losing Yuria to Shen, and he, you know, and that's what drives his entire motivation here, is just he wants Yuria back, and that's it. And, of course, he gets sidetracked along the way multiple times.
1: Yeah, because uh, of those damn kids.
0: Because of those damn kids. Yeah. Uh, but he, no but, he uh, no, but Kenjiro's just a great character. Shane talk about Kenjiro. And...
1: Um, I just like Kinshura a lot Because He to me Is the like Archetypal uh, Shonen protagonist He's got everything you would want A good protagonist to have He's got a cool design He's got a cool fighting style He's just an all around swell guy <laughs> And <clears throat> It's always, no matter what he's doing, and I think this is a good indicator of what makes a good protagonist. It doesn't matter what he does, it's always fun to watch him. Mm-hmm. Like, they could be driving out in the desert, they could be saving a village, they could be f- fighting zombie people. Like, it doesn't matter. A good protagonist you can put into any situation, and you will still have. A good time watching them and root for them, and that's what Kenshiro is like they put him into any situation you could possibly think of, and he's still fun to watch so
0: yeah, yeah, he's great to have um
2: also this guy's got like a million techniques like what yeah well, he's also known as seven scar Ken
1: well, they don't they just call him the man with seven scars.
2: Yes, but he's also he has a lot of names. Okay, yeah, he is the, the he is the, what is the North Star? He
0: is
1: the North Star.
0: Yeah, he is the North Star. He's the man with the seven stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with a favorite, with a, with a favorite must come a least favorite, and fist the North Star as a series is no stranger to having worse characters on the podcast. Mm. In fact. Back in 2018, Shane (laughs) named two characters as the worst (laughs) male characters of 2018. Specifically, what was it?
2: Uh, It was
0: Hippo Guy and... Hippo
1: Man and Metal Toupee.
0: (laughs) Metal Toupee and Hippo Guy. Um, And so, obviously, no strangers to pointless bad characters. Which, there are a couple of here. Um, there's a couple people here that I couldn't stand, um, like like that one villain who was like the leader of the warriors, and he was like just a coward. Uh oh, hated that. Um, hated that fucker. He's not my least favorite. Oh but, like, god,
1: what, what was his name?
0: Zed or some shit. It wasn't um,
1: Zed. Um, f- I can't remember his name now.
0: Uh, uh, Jackal. That's his name. Is Jackal. That's his name. That's it. Uh, uh, he's he's a bitch and I don't like him. Yeah. Uh, but Shane, who's your least favorite character from this part of North Star?
1: <laughs> Ooh.
0: It's hard because there's a couple of contenders here. So. Because there's a lot of one-off villains that are just, like, bad. Yeah. So, like.
1: So, I'm going to explain myself. My my least favorite character, and I think my man ma ma I agree with me. Um my least favorite character is Lynn.
0: I hate Lynn so much. He's she's mine too.
1: Let me explain like why her. Lynn is my like least her. favorite character. First of all, she does nothing. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> shit. <laughs> Second, when she does try to do something, she's always causing trouble for the rest of the group. She's not self-aware in the slightest. All
0: she gives a shit about is following. What are we Ken talking about? We're she. talking about how Lynn is bad, um, and I don't like her very
2: much. Oh, No, that's 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 fair. That's <laughs> a fair assessment. She doesn't you know. Do she anything. doesn't get good. At, she she doesn't get good until like that. The end of the series. Yeah. She just get the, the, the time skip.
1: Yeah, yeah. She doesn't do anything. Whenever she tries to do something, it just causes trouble for everyone else. She's not self aware at all. She doesn't think, oh, maybe my actions are you know negatively affecting the people around me. No, she just cares about following Ken. Ken this, Ken that. Ken.
0: And also, oh
2: god. Also, she's a bitch because listen, okay, you have somebody around your age that likes you. Mm-hmm. His name is Bat. Mm-hmm. Or, as he's known in English, Bart. Are you actually kidding I, me?
0: His name in English, yeah.
2: His name in English is Bart. Holy um, shit. And, and technically, Lynn isn't Lynn, it's Rin, but she is known as Lynn in English. But yeah. Ironically, not spelled L-I-N, actually spelled L-Y-N-N, <laughs> like the uh, name. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, the, uh, Viz had this in the nineties, so don't the, 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 yeah. just go with it. Um, yeah. So, but yeah.
1: So Lin bad, and
0: I don't the, like Lin. My, my problem, my problem with Lynn is like she's supposed to be like the. The heart of the group if that makes sense she's supposed to be the one that like you're, you're most emotionally attached to because they spent a lot of time in the first episode first couple of episodes setting up lynn as a character um and giving her a, a tragic backstory it's a tragic past and, um and a, a lot of trauma but then they don't do anything with it yeah, because
1: um, after the first episode, she's just obsessed with Ken, and it's all she cares about, and it's all she—that's the only motivator she has—is following Ken to the ends of the earth.
0: Yeah, um, and Ken just lets her. Ken's just uh, like, yeah, whatever, kid. <laughs> my favorite, uh, my Ken, uh, my Ken just lets her for some reason. I don't know. Just I don't like Lynn. She doesn't do anything. Uh, she. Uh, she's she's the perfect example of what I would like to call the of the North Star syndrome, where they'll introduce characters that don't do anything, and then just they just don't do anything because <laughs> apparently that seems to be something that translates over to other installments of the series. Which take a look, to pay metal to pay and hippo guy, oh man. <laughs>
1: Which, okay, listen, Lynn, I understand that you had a traumatic childhood, that your parents were killed right in front of you from bandits, and it traumatized you to the point where you couldn't even speak for, like, several years after the fact, but does that really give you the right? Does it <laughs>
0: To not do anything? Does
1: that really give you the right to, as soon as, like, one person comes around and, and shows you kindness, that... You become literally obsessed with them, and literally your entire life revolves around them. Can you please do something other than shout, Ken?
0: Please. It's an absolute mess of a fucking character, Spencer. Who's least favorite?
2: Oh, it's it's Lynn as well. Uh, she's annoying. She's hard to actually enjoy her company. Um, she does nothing. All she screams is Ken. She, I could also, in a way, in a weird sense, give it to Ken for allowing this to happen and not being like, listen, you are a literal child. You are a fucking. He lets Bat follow him too. I find okay, that. He... But Bat is cool. I like Bat. I was. Bat. Bat turns into a badass. Also, Bat would probably follow him regardless, not just because he's Ken, but because. Meal ticket. He gets money. He can give him food.
0: Uh, fuck it. Uh, that's why. uh, I will get into Bat in a bed because I love, because Bat's great. But, like.
1: I just, I just want to say that, um, Ken Ken's weird, like. Ken's weird, uh. What's the word I'm looking for? A posse? No. Ken's weird, um. I don't know what the little. The fact that he lets children follow him around. And not specifically just children, orphans. He has a. I was hoping that one episode where uh, there was that girl who had her parents murdered by bandits and lynn was like oh she's like me now she her parents were killed by bandits i was hoping in the back of my head that they would take that girl with them too and then i was like could they just rename the show kenshiro and his merry band of orphans
2: <laughs> Cause, cause can, oh my can, god can... it's just it's just like it's just fucking cosmic you. it's just it's just I'm going to open up an orphan, an orphanage at the end of this series, and we're just going to have a bunch of orphans. Well, I mean,
0: like he's based on Kenshiro. Yes. So, like, so like that, that probably wasn't a coincidence.
1: Kenshiro uh, just I, digs orphans, dude.
0: Could Kenshiro? That's just, a weird
2: thing to say. But yeah, you know, I, 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 shouldn't I shouldn't have. I shouldn't phrased it that
0: way. <laughs> out of out of context, that's like what the hell, huh? Uh, but um. Let's talk about stuff that I actually do like about other stuff we like about the show. Um the OP whips. OP whips, gotcha! mm, <laughs> Um It's a it's that old school like one thing I love about the OP is that it's this old school like
1: It's hair metal.
0: It's old school hair metal that's also like an old school anime OP where it's mm-hmm. just kinda like big, loud and dumb. Um those
1: are definitely words you could use to describe it.
0: <laughs> um um, and it's got great visuals too. Yeah, it tells you everything you need to know about the show.
1: Speaking um, of visuals, animation in the show, for the most part, whips pretty hard. I
0: have a different opinion on that. Actually, um, I'm a little bit on the on the fence on the animation. There are moments where this show looks great. There are also moments when the show looks but ugly. There's
1: quite a bit of bank. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think hot take time. I think out of all the three original bigs shown in the Toei did in the 80s between this Dragon Ball and Saint Seiya, this has aged the worst by far. Oh yeah, um, yeah,
1: I can see that. Like mm-hmm. no
0: by a landslide. There are some they a re- lot of reused animation.
1: Yeah, here. tons of reused. Oh,
0: like the animation of him break is like ripping his, ripping shirt, his shirt is the same thing every time. <laughs> the same like 5 seconds every time. It's not as bad as Ghost Shogun. Uh, where they we use like a minute and a half of animation, but it's consistent enough where like you'll notice that they reuse certain shots a lot. Oh yeah. Uh, um, so like the show occasionally looks fantastic, uh, particularly in the fight scenes. But there are some moments where this looks like poo. Um,
1: Which I midnight. mean, like <laughs> par for the course with Toei, am I right?
0: Yeah. Uh, I thought, but yeah, I, I thought Dragon Ball in its first couple of episodes looked a lot better than this. Yeah,
1: um, I think that comes down to the art style, because Dragon Ball is a lot more stylized, whereas this is more realistic and grounded.
0: It's the JoJo problem, where if you actually watch JoJo, uh, the JoJo animation isn't exactly top tier, either. Um, it looks really great, the art style's great, but it, it's tilted Because I think the problem with Star is that it has really detailed character designs. Yep. And that's difficult to animate. Um, uh, with that being said, the art in this show is occasionally really good. The mm-hmm. background art is really great. Um, it, had, it really has the Mad Max sense. I'm pretty sure they reused the same like enemy models a couple times because they yeah. all like bikers. Uh, now, a, lot, uh, a
1: lot of the bandits do look very similar. Which, whatever, I can get over that. Yeah, I can the, get
2: over that because the, it's it's it don't just matter. yeah, it, it's it's mostly just the Mad Max inspiration. Because they, they fucking explode anyway, so. <laughs> everything in Mad Max was about bikers. Um, I will agree, actually, wholeheartedly that, yeah, this show animation-wise does not stand up for the test of time. Mm-hmm. However, I think in character design, it really can't be beat for... Well, it
0: holds people. up in character design, definitely.
2: Kenshiro uh, like, is such a, a recognizable character. Like, even if we didn't have all the memes, you know, you would look at Kenshiro and be like, okay, that guy's supposed a- to be, like, a fighting badass. yeah look, there's the guy!
0: He He's goes. the guy who says,
1: oh, my oh, I'm sheen shinder
2: that's him! And <laughs> Dude, then... That happened and
0: then, in episode one, and I was like, he said it! He said it! <laughs> he
2: says it all <laughs> every episode. He said the episode. line! He said the line! Uh, but, um... I think what people don't r- r- realize is that, that that fucking sound effect is ear-splitting. Oh, yeah. It yeah, actually it hurt
0: my ears a couple of times because I was listening with headphones, and I was like, D-! I was like, oh, my
2: God. Yeah, it's like, you're like, Jesus, bleh. um But, like, yeah, no, I, I, I do agree. Um, animation-wise, it, it, it doesn't hold up, but, like, the music... And the fight scenes, so good. the music was so good. And give me a second, because I'm going to look up exactly who does the music. Uh, but, uh, it was uh, me. Nozomi Aoki. I did I have it. One. What? It was me. I yeah, composed it. Was, it. You, um, you it did
0: was, it? Wow. It was Nozomi Aoki. Um, yeah, that's it. My favorite thing about Fist of the North Star, though, is... Specifically, how Fist of the North Star is the perfect mix between dead serious and fucking
2: stupid.
0: Because <laughs> it takes its story dead seriously, and its emotional beats dead seriously. But then you have shit like Kenchino turning into, into a, a Beyblade. Babe- um, or moments where, like his me, where he's fighting a man who can hypnotize people and turn them into zombies who attack them. Yeah. Um, or he's able to use the. He's able to touch your forehead and make your back go. <laughs> <laughs> he's like,
1: hang on, hang on. Let me. You see these two fingers right here? <laughs> you will die in three seconds. You.
2: Oh, my Alamo. <laughs> <Lomo. laughs> shinderu.
1: Like, hang on. I'm just, I'm just gonna hit these two very specific, well hidden pressure points, which all of them have different names, by the way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. As soon as I let my fingers out, your spine will contort into a pretzel.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Which the 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 reason why this happened is so funny. Um, the reason like Tetsuo Hara, who's the creator of, uh, who's the creator of Fist of the North Star, um, uh, he. Have, he um, was suggested because he it was a martial arts fan, but he also knew about acupuncture for some, for some reason. Oh, my and fucking his god. Editor, his editor told him, why don't you combine them? And he did. That's literally how the manga came about.
1: Oh, my fucking god.
0: <laughs> uh, that's
2: amazing. <laughs> that's incredible.
0: <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. You know martial arts and acupuncture? mash them together that's a show
1: um, a, i could just imagine someone like i could just imagine like the the scene from the simpsons where mr burns is at the store trying to pick between ketchup and catsup. like at martial arts acupuncture martial art how are these two different now <laughs> <laughs> how
0: are these two different um but um in any case like i love that the mix of like the dumb and the serious like this show's really stupid Let, oh, let's clarify so stupid. that this show's really stupid um if you've never seen fist of the north star there's stuff in this that's like you'll you'll that is like you think we'd be making it up uh quite frankly uh fuck it there's a scene where he kenshiro fights a giant man mm-hmm. who thinks that a smaller man he's is his, his brother, brother. <laughs> and, yeah. this giant, oh, and this giant man is big why is he big who knows i <laughs> oh,
2: big okay don't worry about it he's just a he, big he boy he's
0: indian martial art of what's its name of uh, of rakan the neoken the avat deva fist yes um, which is a forbidden art.
1: A forbidden art because it was too powerful.
0: <laughs> and it's... I love... I, I I just love the mix between dumb and it dumb so Shane, what do you love about this shit. show?
1: Um, much like you just said, I love how fucking dumb this show is. Because <laughs> I am a dumb man and I like dumb things. So this is keeping the goopy goblin in my brain nice and content. <laughs> um... I really, it it really comes. Everything I love about the show really comes down to the fact that this was basically the thing that kicked off the shonen genre. Like all the cool character designs, the badass fight scenes, the weird powers, the dumb shit. Like <laughs> it all can be traced back. To this and I think that's why I love it so much because I realize that and I can appreciate it for doing all those things like this is a historical show in a sense because it kickstarted the genre from scratch and so all of these different tropes that I've recognized from Shonen throughout the years traces back to this specific show. And I think yeah. that's the reason why I appreciate it so much because everything I love about shonen, this show did it first. And yeah. going back and experiencing it for the first time and seeing where all of these different tropes and and uh, cliches originated is a, honestly a really cool experience.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like... it, it doesn't
1: help that it just does everything really well too.
0: Like, yeah, um. Yeah, uh, yeah. It uses it. Uh, it's more Shonen need to listen to this show because what it does is it actually tells its story visually. Visual it storytelling. Everything. Thank fuck. Fish of the North Star was doing it in 1984. There is no fucking excuse for a Shonen in 2020 to be not doing that.
1: Why anymore. the hell can't my hero <laughs> shut as up sometimes? As much as sometimes. I love
0: it, as much as I adore it, like. Why can't it shut up? Why
1: can't it couple? shut up? Like, all of, all of these modern shonen that have all of these characters, like, monologuing and One Piece does this explaining everything and just giving us the exposition through dialogue need to take a step back. and 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 look at look at the 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 grandpappy go back to grandpappy and say hey grandpappy what should i be doing differently yo tell your story through visuals you fucking idiot
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah. visuals lots of visual storytelling the way they introduce kenshiro is brilliant i
1: i love that introductory scene of him coming in through the desert Uh, collapsing from exhaustion. dialogue there. And then him... Yeah, him looking up at the sky and seeing the vision of Yuria. Like, it tells you everything you need to know about the premise, the protagonist, and the world without a single word spoken. And more shows need to do that because that's how you do proper storytelling.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Like, it's, um... Like there's a lot of stuff, like a lot, a lot of stuff. Like the director who did this, his name is uh, his name is Tuyushida. Uh He is best known as like he created he was the director of, Fist of *The North Star*. So he was he was also the director of the original *Vampire Hunter D* film. Um, yes, classic. Um, um, and he also worked on he also worked on *Minky Momo*. That fucking show again um, from last week. Um and he's one of those things where like say and his style is very distinct and he uses a lot of high visual storytelling a lot of like like wide shots my thing i love i love thing i love about fist north star is that it's a big show it's wide, grand in scope and you always and it's if it, it's like mad max like spencer said in that like <laughs> Kenshiro just kind of goes from place to place and everyone just has their own story.
2: Um There uh, are there are two people, two types of people in the show. There are people that Kenshiro meets that have their own story, and then there are bad people that are just explicitly <laughs> the evil. Just like the people that he kills. Like there is nothing else. It is you are either a good person who Kenshiro will give head pats to. Or you are the literal devil.
0: (laughs) Um, Which leads me to one of my criticisms on Fist of the North Star, actually, in that every arc in the Fist of the North Star is
1: is the same.
0: Kenshiro, Bat, and Lin come to a new area, and there's a bunch of people there who are dealing with a problem. What said problem is usually some dictator or group of ruffians that are evil. And that they are taking their food, taking their water for no other reason than their are dickheads. Kenshiro, uh, one of the they they bond with one of the people there. That person usually dies, and yep. then Kenshiro gets big mad and just kills everybody, <laughs> and then they leave. That's pretty much every arc of this show. Yep, which it's it gets repetitive. Uh, uh, it's not necessarily a huge problem uh but it's definitely noticeable if you're a fan of like the big arc based stuff that's in modern Shonen, and even in dragon ball and saint Seiya, that stuff's not here uh it's a lot more episodic mm-hmm. at least at least this section is I, I know it changes later on to be more arc based um but uh it's definitely got that issue any criticisms you have shane okay
1: uh, basically, basically every problem you've ever had in the shonen originated here. Much like the good stuff, the bad stuff also came from this show. Weird pacing, uh, overpowered protagonist.
0: Uh, oh, absolutely.
1: Lack of uh, lack of tension. tension. Lack lack of tension. Uh, repetitive arc structures. Uh, like it, it all just came from here, and that's. The problem with being a... <laughs> that's the that's the problem with being a revolutionary show like this that basically single-handedly created a genre is that all of the flaws from similar shows that would come in the years after this have this to thank for that. <laughs> and they're not necessarily issues with this show, but they definitely are apparent and they definitely do drag it down for being uh, a perfect show in my opinion
0: at least yeah it absolutely does um like like you said like the weird pacing like some episode like there's a lot of filler here um there's a lot of filler and the re- and I know there is because in the manga this section by the way this section the Shin section of the manga is ten chapters. The first ten. That's it. Ah, um, <laughs> and it's is ten. Um, and the arc at the end, like where he goes after Shin, actually happens right after the first major arc, which is the first five episodes.
1: So everything from episode six to twenty sixteen
0: is not just filler, but arcs that came afterwards changed and changed around in order to fit into that middle section that's weird so that's the weird. arc with the, like the arc where they going like the Godhand arc is right after shin in the manga like it's like right after um and then the warrior stuff with the big big man and the um and bat's hometown is added after that um uh and it's mostly the same as the manga, with the exception of the fact that they add in the connections to Bloody Cross or, uh, and Shin. That's all anime original stuff. And then of course the arc, and of course then there's the arc there's with a the, the no to handle. And of course there's the arc with the fortune Teller that bug. was kind of bad, and the guy that breathed fire. Um. Uh, That's all filler. See, there's a lot of filler here. Um, and you can tell because it kinda drags and my mate, and like and and like Shane said, it has all the issues that would plague Shonen. That still plague it to this day, actually, yep. in a lot of ways. Uh that it still it is that this stuff but like again that's just the part of being the first one. Spencer do you have any issues with Fist North Star or?
2: I mean honestly everything that's been said positive can be flipped and mirrored negatively um the show's old and it and it shows that age
0: yeah it's definitely out of all the shows we've covered this one this is the one that feels the most old um, mm-hmm. it feels old um not a bad thing but you can definitely you watch it nowadays and it's like yeah this feels like it's from like 1984 yep
2: mhm um, um with that being said, I also, I I can't, for all of its bad things, you know, every anime that it gave us afterwards that followed in its footsteps, you know, you know there is little that can be said that will diminish the, at least the, the effect mm-hmm. that Fist of the North Star had on anime as a whole.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a big de- it was a big deal, mm-hmm. and it and it really and it uh, and it, cha- it changed the game in a lot of ways. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that's why it's definitely worth checking out, uh, even nowadays, as like an important piece of anime history. So I think it's time we move on to final scores. Shane, you're the one who picked this show. What do you give the final score to? I
1: I was very tempted to give this a ten because as I was going throughout it, I was like, man, this shit whips and. <laughs> I yeah. whatever little issues it has like I can excuse them because it's the first of its kind but then after I finished it in retrospect thinking back I'm like yeah they are issues that need to be addressed and they do slightly bring it down so I'm going to give this as high of a 9 as I possibly can because Same. Everything it does well it does remarkably well.
0: That being said, I have a feeling that the later episode, like later arcs are going to fix that problem. Probably.
1: It's it's probably just a an issue with this first section, but everything Because i
0: heard that once they introduce some um, once they introduce Rao, who's the main villain of the manga, yes, that it, it just gets mm-hmm. even better. Yes. So like
2: Rao um Rao has a horse dude that he like materializes and also rides into battles kind of amazing that's dope um that's
0: awesome uh yeah but, but yeah
2: but everything it does it does remarkably well it's got the
1: characters it's got the story it's got the cool fight scenes it's got everything but then it's also got the weird shit like the weird pacing and the the overpowered uh mc and the lack of stakes and all of this shit it culminates into the most pure-blooded shonen experience you could possibly have but that also comes with all of its uh and that also comes with all of the issues so very high nine
0: yeah, very high nine. yeah the same for me very high nine uh yep. so what do you give it
2: same here. Very solid nine. A very, very solid nine. Yeah. Um, of, of, of all the shows um, that we've watched so far, I, I I will say that this is the best Shonen, the best action. Um, but as Brunwick put in chat, um, I think as a whole this is better than the first part of Lupin. However... For what we've seen, Lupin... The first part of Lupin, 100%. Have,
0: Lupin's my favorite we've watched yeah. so far. Lupin is yeah. better than this, yes. Uh, easy. I loved Lupin. Um,
2: I, I thought I'm genuinely outstanding. Um, but yeah, a super solid nine. Like This is a very close
1: second to Lupin in terms of our lineup. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: d- definitely. Um, rip, go Shogun. Yeah, rip, go
1: Shogun. <laughs> Fuck that shit.
0: <laughs> rip, go Shogun. Um, next up... Uh, and the time, we move on to our next anime for the month of uh, for the month of classics. which our final one is we're going back to 1978. We're going back to the 70s for this one, um, and it's the longest one we have. It's 42 episodes long, um, but it is one. Uh, it is an important piece of anime history cause it's dire- because it's directed because it's because it's directed by the founder of Madhouse himself, Goitaro. Oh,
2: wait, really? Uh, oh.
0: No, yeah, he is the co-founder, he's the co-founder of Madhouse. He's the founder of Madhouse. Um, and he was also the director on the anime movie Metropolis, um, Galaxy Express 999. Um, he worked on Astro Boy um, uh, and a bunch of other stuff. And, and, uh, and the manga that it was based on was created by Legi Masumoto, the creator of Space Battleship Yamato, um, and a bunch of other stuff. And he was a what we call and, and he so and he is one of the most influential manga authors of all time which is we're gonna be covering space pirate captain harlock um which is a show which is a show i've been meaning to watch for years uh because it is a space opera uh made in the 70s around the same time as gundam and the space battleship yamoto it was just made for me um mm-hmm. uh, um, but I'm very excited to talk. Uh, very excited to finally sit down and watch it. So we'll be covering that next time on the podcast. And with that, I'm your host, Matt, aka Legion Rex. You can find me over on Twitter at Legion Rex and on YouTube at Legion Rex. Uh, with me, I also have my co-host Shane, aka the Bearded One. You can find him on Twitter at um uh at uh, BGN. Uh, Beta Gaming Network. You can also find him on YouTube at the Beta Gaming Network, where he posts let's plays, podcasts, gameplay videos, and streams, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, so go check him out. You can also find him on Twitch, and he streams where he streams every Tuesday and Thursday from noon to two. Um, you can find him, and uh, he just did uh, as this episode goes up. He just did last week a weekly like Monday to Friday stream uh for him because he wants to get affiliate
1: yeah it was a special event but we're yeah, gonna be so, by the time this episode comes out we're back to normal schedule
0: yeah, it was back to normal schedule uh so if anyone was just confused about that that was why um and with uh and we also have our car host spencer uh you can find him on twitter at at barry burton with two, two e's two e's <laughs> with two e's oh but he posts a lot of cosplay pictures um uh with and so yeah um I think we're pretty much good to go um, and wrap everything up here, um, and we'll see you next time for Space Pirate and Captain Harlock.
1: Pirates in Pirate. space in
0: the, in the year three, like three, three, three thousand. It's like thousands of years in the future. So Man. It's the good.
2: you've heard of space, you've heard of pirates, you may have even heard of Harlock, but have <laughs> you heard of space. captains? Have you... All
0: right, we'll see you next right. week. Yeah, see you next time.
2: Thank you for listening
1: to The Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to The Gap Podcast YouTube channel to get the latest podcasts as they go live. Be sure to like and comment and let us know what you guys think of the show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.